than answers like how is it you can pick your friends you can pick your nose but you can't flick your friends out of a car window hi america i guess you could try my friends are too big (laughs) facebook stalking (laughs) it's like picking your nose the deeper you go the more you find right this is Uh, that's gross you pull up to the traffic lights you look around no there's always a guy sitting next to you like an archaeologist raking around. Does he not realise he's surrounded by 95% glass? I mean, you couldn't be more visual, could you, in that environment? Do you see what I mean? So mm. I'd share that with you. Hi, America. Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee, and I am your host. Welcome to the show. More questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound, my elderly mother snoring distantly. Oh, now they get to see her. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Each week, we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listened to before she went to bed, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. Let's have a listen. Any guesses? That is your national anthem. She's been listening to the American National Anthem. Anthem. I just thought I'd share that. Why do you suppose that is? Why has she been listening? She's got a track of albums, songs of national anthems. You know, she wakes up in the morning to the French national anthem, and then by lunchtime, she's worked her way through Germany into Russia. I do like the Russian national anthem. I will share that with you. In the future, I recommend the Jimi Hendrix version of the national anthem. Oh, Queen, of course. Queen did a great version of God Save the Queen, rather ironically. Everything's working very well. So did the Sex Pistols. The only problem with national (laughs) anthems, the Italians have part of an opera. So when the Italian national team lines up for a soccer match, we're we're 25 minutes of an opera. The English national anthem, you stand up, you shout, God save the Queen, half a dozen times, you sit down, the whole thing's done and dusted in 30 seconds. (laughs) While the opposition's singing, you can be getting stuck in and killing people. Do you see what I'm saying? I do. You're wasting precious time (laughs) on the battlefield is where we are. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and 
hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our sound engineer and producer. Heather was late this week for her first Fight Club, so she missed the introduction and all the rules. But she said <laughs> Fight Club was brilliant and she'd highly recommend it to everyone. <laughs> Sounds like something I do. Welcome yeah. to the show, Heather. Thank you. First rule of Vegan Club, tell everyone about Vegan Club. <laughs> I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy... Michelle Corrie. She was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle realised this week that she wished she had as much closet space as people in horror films. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, thank you. The skeletons in Michelle's closet are actually suggesting she upgrades to a double-wide walk-in. This is true. Closet. <laughs> wow. Sitting to my right, I now wish to introduce our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad wondered this week why his aged nine-month cheese goes bad in his fridge after a week. Welcome to the show, Chad. There's four stages of eating cheese. Number one is eating cheese. Number two is still eating cheese. Number three is I ate too much cheese. And number four, a bit more cheese. (laughs) So true. They are mad. They are bad. And they are paranormal as convention dictates. Our first round is signalled in by the Martin Gong of Hard Cheese Infinite Knowledge. Stand back. Nice. Wow. With the runny brie of facts and the just cut the green bits off of statistics. Points to be won very early on. On this day, on this very day, the 22nd of February, 1732, the first president, and that's debatable, the first president of the United States of America was born. Too soon? Okay, fair enough. So for the very first time (laughs) in the history of MQTA radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about George Washington. Feel like you're going to win some points here? No. Feel like you're going to do very well in this area of general knowledge? I would tell you before we get much further, do you know there's Americans and you meet them? And they've done all their ancestry and they don't stop talking about it. And you're sat there with tears running down your face saying, please don't tell me more about your family ancestry. They're talking about the Mayflower. They're talking about how their ancestors fought in the Revolutionary War. They were sitting on the dock of the bay when the tea went in in Boston. <laughs> I've done my family tree. I have researched it. And my seventh great grandfather was a gentleman called Edwin Fisher. And he was actually a red coat and fought on behalf of the British during the American Civil War. I mean, I'm fully aware of my audience. Probably. Odds are good. I know my audience. Do you see what I mean? I see where my audience is. But there are points to be won. So all you need to do 
to win your points tonight is to tell me when his birthday is. When was he born? And this points to Who, be your one. relative? I have no idea. No, George Washington, <laughs> number two. George Washington. 1793. We, we've established that today's his birthday. The 22nd, <laughs> That's way wrong. The, the 22nd of February. I'm glad you I can mean, now see what I'm working with. Like and he was how president in 1781. <laughs> today's his birthday. The 22nd of February, 1732. To win your points tonight, you need to tell me when his birthday is and the nearest one will win. Simple enough Didn't question. Did you just say it? Did I? <laughs> February 22nd, 1919. <laughs> History was something that happened to other people. 1970, 1932, <laughs> you're going with. All right. So you're going with February the 22nd, 22nd are you? Today. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Yep. Michelle, when was George Washington's birthday? I'm going to regret this, but February 22nd. You're going to go February 22nd as well? Yeah. You're going to go for the same year? He was born in 1732. When do you think he was born? Probably 732 at 9 a.m. Mm. <laughs> you I don't didn't even have to write clocks. this down. <laughs> you didn't say time. You're making your own questions. Why, do you have a time? Yeah. When was, when was baby? <laughs> yeah. Baby Georgie's head. 1201. Was... A.m. or P.M.? <laughs> Chad, when was George Washington born? You know, I want to say it's February 13th, but okay. I get him and Lincoln confused, yeah. so I'm going to say like February 18th, because I know I'll be closer than those two. Do you want to pick a year? I'll go 1731. You're going to go 1731. <laughs> I'm going to give Chad the point. He was actually born, today's his birthday, 22nd of February, 1730. Really? I win. But he was actually born <laughs> on the 11th of February, 1731. I'm going to give you some points. Chad, you're going to get some points for getting that reasonably correct. You got the right year. Um, it wasn't 1732 at all. It was 1731. I'm going to give you some more points as to why this question even comes up. Where's the confusion? What went wrong? Any thoughts? Any ideas? You can shout them out. There's points begging. Mm. Uh, they switched to the Gregorian calendar. This man... It's on fire. I'm going to give you six birthday wow. candle points and a nice present with a bow wrapped around it. When the Take colonies that, switched to the Gregorian calendar from the Julian calendar, his birthday moved 11 days. And since the change meant it now fell before the old date for New Year's Day, they used the year before. So we celebrate his birthday today, but we're actually a year and 11 days out. And Chad has won himself six <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> remarkable points yeah. <laughs> so made a year older in one swift move i'm guessing no one in the room would like that would they would like to be an older by 11 days in a year no no pretty miserable mm -mm. i this genuinely happened to me this is 100 percent true i was once asked during a job interview after i left university if i was actually too young for the position for the job and this is the god's honest truth i replied it was something i was working on every day <laughs> I never got the job, but I don't know what else I'm supposed to say under those circumstances. 100% true, I tell you. In 1792, he was made an honorary citizen of what country, nearest one geographically, France. will win. Any reason for that, Miss Morris? Any thoughts? Because of the fries. French oh. fries. 
He introduced them to America. A little known fact about George Washington. It's the only thing he could heat on Do the back remember? of the fact he had no teeth. Do you remember when we were supposed to start calling them American fries? Freedom, Freedom fries. fries. <laughs> yeah. The guy that introduced that term died this week. Oh, Ooh. no, yeah. no way. That's 100% true. That's hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious that he died. Not... <laughs> yes, our regards to his family. <laughs> Who was the person? I can't remember his name. Ah, Chad, it was sorry, a politician. We'll have to look this up. I'm sure one of our listeners will tell us underneath this particular podcast. It'll come up. The French aspect has got nothing to do with the French. To French something is to cut it very thin and to uh, cook it. It was actually, uh, they weren't cooked in France. They were cooked in Greece. Oh, for God's sake. No. No? No. <laughs> Stop. No. Mm-mm. You're going France. It was an honorary citizen of France. Yeah, I don't know why. I just guessed I never it. asked you why. I asked for a country. <laughs> and you provided one. Michelle, what country was he an honorary citizen of? I do think it was France. You're both going with France. Chad, do you wish to break the deadlock and pick another country? No, let's make it three. I'm You're gonna go... all going with the French, and you'd all be 100% correct. So, messy buckets that to everybody. That is a blind guess on my part. Nice. I feel confident. Good job, oh, I, I went with it because he and Lafayette were really, really close. This is 100% true. You take away from this show more than you arrive with. I always download computer software programs in the French version because they run faster. No. Je suis désolé, je t'aime. During the Battle of Braddock in 1755, Washington's troops were caught in a crossfire between the British and the Native American soldiers. Two horses were shot out from under Washington, and when he took his coat off, how many musket balls had pierced his garment but left him unscathed. Three. You are saying, Miss Morris, that three musket balls ripped through George Washington's coat on the battlefield. Yes. He wasn't actually a very successful statistician on the battlefield. He actually lost far more battles than he won. I guess he won the right ones. Yeah. Was it Churchill that said, give me a lucky general? Something like that. You're (laughs) better off being lucky, aren't you? Michelle, how many bullet holes were in his coat when he took it off? You're going for a magnificent five. Putting your hand up doesn't work on the radio. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> would you like to verbalize a number to give our Just listeners right a chance? right in between and hit four. You're going to split them in the middle. This man is on fire, and I think he's been cheating. He's been looking wow. at my notes. Or, or somebody knows American history. Oh, my. I have a... So we found someone in America that knows American <laughs> history. Who cares? Oh. <laughs> not Americans. <laughs> not a lot, apparently. I still have Americans that come up to me on the 4th of July and say, do you celebrate the 4th of July in Britain? To which I say, yes, we celebrate all the battles we get our asses kicked in. Yeah. 100% true. But yes, he had four bullet holes, musket balls in his jacket. It was very impressive that he had two horses shot out from under him, wasn't it? Not yeah. many people can ride two horses at once is what I'm saying. Yeah. I can. You can ride two horses at once, can you? You're that bow-legged. Yeah. No, she stands on them like the circus. Yeah. And then does the Van Damme-style splits every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're learning more about Morris by the minute, aren't we? But Chad is on fire. He's scored eight points. I've actually given myself two as well there because I'm feeling very philanthropic. And I've yeah. been yeah, reading the questions impressive. out very well, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel. Also born on this day was Steve Irwin, the Australian zoologist who passed Aww. away. Harold or not how old, but how long ago do you think that was? When did Steve Irwin pass away? 11 years ago. Give me a year. Whatever 11 years ago was. 
18. <laughs> 8, 2008. No, it'd be 2007. Not really. <laughs> if it was, oh, wait, it's 2019. <laughs> 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 Why am, I, why am I here? <laughs> I told you to leave the maths to the grown-ups. <laughs> it was 2006, would you believe, he passed away. Oh, you didn't even ask now. That's what I was going to get. There's no points <laughs> on offer. I was about to say 2006. Yeah, it's too late now. The flies are on it. It's Drew Barrymore's birthday as well today, which is oh. a big coincidence because we celebrated her granddad's birthday on last week's show, John Barrymore, of course, last Friday. Amerigo Vespucci died today in 1512, the Italian explorer who gave America its name. I feel we're very America-heavy tonight. We are. Mm. I mean, that's why my mother was snoring your national anthem at the beginning of the show, of course. (laughs) I can't help feeling that if the British were better at shelling and had a bit more sense of direction, you wouldn't have had anything to sing about because we'd have taken that flag out in the first hour. you see what I'm saying? Uh, But they weren't. A lack of accuracy in many respects allowed you to have a good old sing about it, I'm suspecting there. (laughs) <laughs> Andy Warhol. You can't get much more American than Andy Warhol, can you? The Slovenian from right, Pittsburgh. <laughs> There's apple pie. His real name was Andreas Warhola. He changed his name, of course. American pop artist and director also died today, aged 58 years of age, of oh. a heart attack. Famous, of course, for his Elvis Presley, Marilyn Monroe, and Campbell's soup cans. Again, all very American. La 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 America. So, I thought you were going to sing the McDonald's jingle. La, 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 la. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. <laughs> in America. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lawsuit in there somewhere dying to get out on the theme of being American. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Andy Warhol. Mm. Fan of Andy Warhol and his work? Okay, we'll, we'll pass on that. I'm the just... banana. I like the banana <laughs> I... he did on the front of the Velvet Underground, underground with uh, Lou Reed. I thought was very good. All right. He was a I'm not a big designer. pop art. I yeah, like Sam. But... It's great to do with children in an art lesson because you can get them to draw wrappers of Kit Kats and yeah. Mars bars and things like that. And you can talk about lettering and colour. Soup. Yes, and soup and Brillo pads. I like Andy soup. Warhol. Great for uh, children's art. Absolutely. Elementary. <laughs> Big block colour. You heard it here first. And I was an art teacher, so I am speaking from a position of experience. (laughs) How old was Andy Warhol when he lost his virginity? Simple enough question. 36. You are going to go with 36. How old, Michelle, was Andy Warhol when he popped the cherry, when he experienced the physical arts for the first time? 28. You are going 28. Chad, what are your thoughts here? I'm going to hope this isn't really dark and just go, like, 22. 22. Miss Morris, you went... Really? What did you go? 28 or 36? 36. You went 36. I thought that was the case. He was actually claiming that he was a virgin when he died. So 58 was the correct answer. But it's very odd that in 1960 he went to a clinic for a sexually transmitted infection. So an element of debate. We'll have to get him through on the ghost box and ask him the question. But Miss Morris... Is gonna I win, win. I love it. the diseased points, and she's oh, now up to a fabulous that. rounded <laughs> no. that looks slightly green. Gross. Four. No. Andy Warhol was such a hoarder that when his possessions were auctioned at Sotheby's auction house, how many days did it take to sell all of his stuff? Nearest <sighs> one will win. I'm looking for 
days. And back in the day, of course, this was 1987. It raised $20 million for his estate, and that was put wow. towards art projects and funding. You are saying it took 180 days at Sotheby's to sell all of his things. Yes. You're going to go 180. I've got a notepad here full of numbers. It's mm-hmm. a number dyslexic's nightmare. They're all running around. None of them will keep still. Michelle, how many days? I'm going to say 12. You are going 12. Chad, what are your thoughts? Uh, eight. Eight. Chad wins again. I still Jeez. think he's cheating. Wow. He gets a set of Brillo pads and a tin of soup. He is now up to 10. It was, in fact, nine. It took nine whole days to shift wow. everything that he hoarded. There you go. Sold to the man at the back with the twitch. <laughs> <laughs> Warhol was obsessed with wigs. So how many wigs did he own? Looking for another number. I'm going to say 45. 45. Wait a second, 99. <laughs> Shall we spread the <laughs> chips about? If you had to commit to one. 99. Left or right, 99 red balloons. Mm, yeah. You're going to go with 99. Or 69. Mm. But... 90. Nice. Nine, for all of our German <laughs> followers out there. Michelle, how many wigs did Andy Warhol own? 250. 250. Chad. And even 300. And even 300. It pains me greatly because Heather changed her answer from 45 to 99. It was 45. Are you kidding? (laughs) I'm brilliant. Because she was still the closest on 99, she still (laughs) wins the point. So she's going to get a nice curly ginger wig as her prize. I'll wear it next week. I woke up this morning wearing a red fuzzy wig, giant oversized shoes and a red nose. I think I must have slept funny. <laughs> that was then. God. But this no. is now as so they reach our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. We love the mailbag. We love receiving all of your messages of support, all of your comments, anything you'd like to write to us. During the course of the week, we will read them out. I'm going to start with Lisa and John. They come from southwest Minnesota. Great followers of the show. Patreons as well. And Lisa's bought many of my books and has given me many fabulous reviews on Amazon. They posted, what a better way to spend a snow day than listening to MQTA and laughing. Nice. Nice. Thanks, guys. That's awesome. I do want to give them a big shout out and a word of thanks. Oh, my God. You've actually seen this yet. After the show, I'm going to present this uh, to I've Chad and it's Michelle. Brilliant. They've sent us a Valentine's Day box, and it is crammed with just really? fantastic things. There's chocolate. Oh. Uh, there's socks. There's not chocolate anymore. Let's was- be clear. Oh, I was going to say, did you eat all the candy already? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> there was. I did say there was chocolate. There was, was. chocolate. That's accurate. <laughs> there's wine. There's some Ooh. fabulous teas. Mm. There's some socks. It was just like Poor a... Michelle oh, awesome. and I. Yes. Oh, Sorry. It was, it was like a Red Cross food parcel. <laughs> That's awesome. Being Thank delivered you in amongst so much. all of the snow. Wow. Yeah. Very much great. appreciated. That's very it kind of you. It means a lot. Huge. Yeah. Lisa and John are listening, of course, on the Dark Matter Digital Network at 10 p.m. Central Time every Friday night. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. And I do think I want to read out the top 10 this week because we don't do that very often. We do that Mm -hmm. every month. So, Miss Morris, if you want to jump on that and let me know when you bring those up. Mandy has added, this is my favorite thing to do. I'm sure she's got many favorite things to do, but MQTA 
on a Friday night is one of them. Nice. Elizabeth says, She's awesome. I love the slightly warped view of the world I see here. Awesome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Elizabeth. <laughs> this is Chad actually doing a psychology experiment on all of us. Yeah. yeah. Peter, our good friend and Patreon in New York. Hi, Heater. We love you. Thank you, Heater. He's added thank you to Heather, Adrian, Chad and Michelle. You have all created an extra or only family that we wanted to be part of. This is a family he wants to be part of and everyone wants to be part of. We work very hard on this. It makes me happy. Who gets to be the black sheep? Me! <laughs> of this family? You claimed it already? I'll fight you for it. That means you're normal. <laughs> My mum said if I had nothing nice wow, to say. Wow, don't. Not no. to say anything Mm-mm. at all, but Heater's put together some brilliant graphics as well. If you go onto our they Facebook awesome. site, yeah, this is where you can leave your messages. This is where you can catch up with us. All of the stories that we don't read out. Everything's on there. The jokes, the cartoons, the banter. One big happy family. Go over to Facebook now. More questions than answers with adrian lee and you will see all of the fun and frivolity there's so many people posting on there now that when i go back to look at the mailbag each week i have to trawl through page after page it makes me very happy to see all of that work so thank you heater and he's done some fantastic graphics for us Mm -hmm. some very funny things this week so thank you for that paul in california who i suspect is having better weather than us hey Paul. as i live in the middle of nowhere Without a doubt, you make my Friday and Tuesday nights the only thing that would be better is if I was listening to you seven days a week. So thank you to Make MQ it happen. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. Hey, I will discuss with everybody what we do on a Tuesday night. Friday night we have the show, of course. Yep. But we do a little bit of something odd on a Tuesday night. It makes my Tuesday nights, and we'll discuss that very, very shortly. Dana posted, this show is awesome. And the interaction with the crew is phenomenal. Thank Aww. you for showing us Thank you. the love. This is Thank feeling like you. one big hippie love fest. Isn't it, it is. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I can hear doors playing in the distance. The smell of people I that haven't washed for a year. I was <laughs> just singing you. people are strange at work today. Fair enough. <laughs> and, were, and are they? It, it, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it, it fit in context. This is the end, my friend. <laughs> Break on through to the other side was always my favorite. Three called Wonder. Martin, also in New York, (gasps) has posted, thank you, the MQTA group, Heather especially. The laughter the show has brought me since I've been listening is beyond measure. I love you guys. Oh, that's so sweet. Dave in Texas, (laughs) MQTA saves the world from the grind on TV and the news. It's our safe space. A safe space? Have you seen our site? <laughs> I remember. Love it. <laughs> when I was a school teacher, there was a group of 11-year-olds lined up outside the class, and it was the first week of school, and they've just arrived, and they've got their school uniforms Aww. on. They're all squeaky clean. Their blazers are too long for their hands because their mums want them to grow into it. They've just come from primary school. One of the worst kids in the year, some 18-year-old with tattoos, you know, smoking a cigarette. He's at the back of the class carving his name into a desk randomly runs into the corridor and does something ridiculous like breaks a window or tells a teacher to f off there's these kids lined up against the wall in another class all fresh still got the wrapper on and i shouted at this kid and just tore a strip off of him and said what do you think you're doing you can't behave like this and i gave him both barrels primarily because i thought it was quite a good idea to show this new group of kids i'm the editor of the, the art alpha. department, that's right. <laughs> and uh, apparently the teacher, a lovely lady called Mrs. Hart, came up to me afterwards and said that one of the students had whispered to her, 
I'm not in my safe space. I'm quite proud that I, I took an 11-year-old out of their safe space. That makes me smile. <laughs> There's new experiences for no. that one. Kathy <laughs> has written, so thankful for the tune-in. We're going to talk about all the platforms that we're on, but tune-in. So I can listen to Friday Night Show again and again on Saturday and Aww. Sunday. Awesome. You can listen to the show anytime you want. It's free. It's 100% free. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQ. TA Radio, everything will be there for you. You can listen to them back to back. You can listen to them in the car, in the gym, walking the dog, shoveling snow in the middle of nowhere in yes, California, yes. wandering around with a broken <laughs> compass and just half a bottle of water left. You can be in New York on the subway, on the underground, listening, wondering why the guy next to you is playing the doors and smelling very strange of a nice mm. warm jeans. This is where we are. You can find that on SoundCloud, but we're on <laughs> lots of other platforms. Tune in. Stitcher. Brussels Sprouts, Bioplanes, uh, Armadillo Radio. Spotty Fly. Spotty mm. Fly. <laughs> Gasbox. Yep. We are on every platform. If you can't yeah. find us, you've only got yourself to blame. And if you're on SoundCloud and you're listening right now, why not press the little orange love heart? Tell us how much you appreciate what we do and you appreciate the show. Leave us a nice review. And you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes. When we're searching for the stories of the bizarre, the strange, the weird, the ghostly the cryptozoological we stumble across stories of an adult nature that we cannot read out on the dark matter network because the producer said so many years ago <laughs> so we stay in the studio at the top of the hour and we do a round called not for your mother and you can only access that if you go to our archives you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of filth is what oh, i'm suggesting to you yes. right now the filth Naughty, dirty. All of these things. You can join us. Who wouldn't want to join us? Some people say it's their favourite part of the show, right? I respect that. <laughs> it's mine. I've got to be honest. <laughs> I also want to mention Patreon. This show's oh, free. Right. It'll always be free. But if you wish to donate at a single dollar, you can donate more, of course. And yes. many people do. Oh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. But we said... If we get over $100 an episode, and we said this about a year ago, we would film the studio. We would film us presenting the show. This is what we're doing at the moment. We have the camera here observing us. Michelle's put a bit of lipstick on. Chad's combed his hair. Miss Morris has uh, done nothing, I believe, back in the corner over there. She cleaned her teeth this week. Doesn't need to. If you donate to our Patreon, if you go to Patreon, search for MQTA Radio. If you donate a single dollar to the show, you can now see the video of the show. We have cameras. It will get better. We've sorted our lighting out. It was better than last week. We've got a couple of cameras on the way, so we're going to have different angles as well. So you have an incentive. You do. To go onto Patreon right now, and you can watch us when we post the video. Yeah. Good times. Well, this maybe. makes me very happy. Yes. Well, except for I can't make rude gestures during <laughs> oh, the main part of the show. Michelle can for some reason. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did, yeah. Wow. I was under the impression the main reason people was watching is to see the rude gestures, to see the <laughs> pens being thrown, oh. the abuses. The gloves are off now. Yes, they are. <laughs> I gotta throw the gauntlet. <laughs> Why am I here? It's the fist of doom. <laughs> but we're on Patreon. You can find us on there. And of course, Facebook is the place to go. Come and join us on Facebook. 
Everything is on Facebook for you. We have a Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, and we have 100,000 followers on there. And this isn't my day job. I'm actually an author. I write books about ghosts and hauntings. I write books about history, being psychic, the paranormal, everything is there. If you go on Amazon, search for Adrian Lee. Uh, Mysterious Minnesota would be one of my latest books. You can read the reviews. I've received fabulous reviews as well. And you can look for them for yourself. So go and buy my books. It means I can actually buy some groceries this week. And I'd be very <gasps> grateful for that. You deserve ramen. <laughs> if only I could have pulled ramen. I haven't known such delicacies. Oh. True enough. I'm out in the yard looking for squirrels right now with a pop gun. This is what's taking place. Yeah. Finally, a listener called Vic has posted. And by the way, she made a comment about your chesticles being hanging out in the Ghostbusters logo. Oh. But I'm not I can't help it. It's, it's attached. I, can't I can help see it. what's happening. <laughs> so what does a chick do who's seen way too many flicks on a Friday night? She hangs out with her podcast friends and indulges in a few adult beverages, playing the bell bunk and snort drinking game. Seriously, this show is hilarious and informative and all-round fun. Oh. I love this show. Thank Yay. you so much. I'm actually going to look into the camera now. I'm actually going to ask you, I'm going to say to you, can you cut and paste the links to our show and spread the word? If all of our followers all over the world can actually cut and paste the links to our show, tell them where it is, or cut and paste the links to SoundCloud, say that you love listening to this show, it's so much fun. Obviously, if you don't like the show, don't write anything at all, would be no, my advice. Ever. But if you could do that for me, can you imagine the network's we could cover and the amount of people we could cover around the world. So I don't ask this very often. In fact, I don't think I've asked properly at any time in the past over the last five years, to be honest. But if you can share the word, cut and paste the links, tell everyone what you're listening to, I would be very grateful and all the team would be very grateful as well. Now, Miss Morris, I asked you several minutes ago, if you could find the top 10 countries that listen to us this week. Do you have such wonders? I found them. You've got them. Way to go. Mm. We've got the US, we've got the UK, and number three, we have Canada. Nice. Number four is the Bahamas. Hey, Bob! Mm. (laughs) Number five is Thailand. Number six is the Netherlands. Thank you, Bill. Seven, Australia. Eight is South Africa. Cool. Nice. Oh, and number nine is Japan. Aren't you going to do an accent for that one? Apparently, we're not big in Japan. We're just at number nine. I didn't hear the Netherlands accent. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, because that one didn't happen. In the film she watches, there's not much talking going on. And number She can grunt in Dutch, if that helps. And number ten is India. India. I love India. I lived in India. It was the best time of my life there on the west coast of Guy. I have no bad words to say about India. Except E. coli, right? Well, I did catch amoebic <laughs> dysentery, but that wasn't down to India per se, was it? Um... You can catch amoebic dysentery anywhere. Yes, I was reinserting my lower intestinal tract with a shoehorn for the majority of that <gasps> yeah, trip. Yeah. But I ended up swimming with tiger sharks, so all was good in the world. Miss Morris, yeah. tell everyone what we do on a Tuesday night. What do we get up to? And we it's not the bowling drinks. league. It's not the bowling league no, in Michigan, is, is it? We mix <laughs> big drinks like these. Because we need them. <laughs> and then we all meet at 8 o'clock on the MQTA board on Facebook under a single post. 
to watch The Curse of Oak Island. It is so much Oh, and that fun. was a cracking episode last week, wasn't it? <laughs> I have words <laughs> this about week, that this episode. This Tuesday. I have words. I yes. missed it. You missed nothing. You, <laughs> nothing. you missed me going off like I did see that, Morris. A rabid dog. <laughs> a little. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You you can still read about it. Yeah. This mm. was the paranormal episode on the Curse of Oak Island. No, this was the episode that was supposed to be paranormal that wasn't. Let me say before you go into a diatribe <laughs> that's going to take up thirty-five minutes. Let yeah. me just say they tried doing some EVPs outside. Uh. The wind is whistling. They're outside. The birds are tweeting in the trees. Oh, God. They're on a building site with a camera crew. There's noise mm, everywhere. No. They just got lots of banging about, like Chad with his phone on the <sighs> yeah. table. Way to go. Sorry about that. Like a steel-toed boot, <laughs> That's maybe? the sort of thing. <laughs> Against a large... Pipe? Wow. What a night that was. <laughs> right on. Several things. I'd have gone in the museum. All the artifacts are in the museum. The ghost can follow you into the museum, and you're in an environment where it's not contaminated. That's the first thing. That's the one thing. When he's getting responses, they weren't to his questions. There was no stimulus and response. He would say, who's down there? And you'd hear a banging. And he just left it. If that was me, I'd have said, okay, if that's you, can you bang again? And I'd want them to bang on the pipe five or six times after I've then discussed them doing it. So it's a stimulus and response situation. Now, try and make it under 25 minutes, Miss Morris. The stuff that they got, supposedly, at Oak Island wouldn't even make my cutting room floor. No. Wouldn't. They they wouldn't get past... It's not even a class no. of DEVP, is it? No, it's not even close. If you have I... to tell them what it says, it's not working, is it? Did that sound like a grunt? Maybe he said Jason. No, no he, he did. didn't. He said chain me. Jason. I was, I uh, look. Really she can't even wanted, get her worms out. I really, honestly wanted to punch someone. I did. It's really glad that neither yourself or Chad was in the room with me because something was going to get to hurt. Chad, I did say to Chad, oh, I yeah. can feel as a psychic, <laughs> Morris's anger. Even though you weren't there, I said, I can feel it. It's just yeah. this huge monster. <laughs> From the 35 feet away that she, she was. She turned green and all of her clothes came off. It was remarkable. Well, hey. She was wearing purple pants. Uh, I don't wear pants. <laughs> I have nothing to add. Now, I have to tell you that um, I saw one of our fans post on there. If you think your board was rough, you should have checked. The real Oak Island message board. Oh, the message yeah, board on really. Facebook so broke thought, Island. Yeah. Did they I'll have an epileptic per- breakdown? I'll peruse it. Okay. To be fair, even Rick and his brother looked bored. He was presenting the ghostly evidence, oh, and they were yeah. sat there. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, like hand on cheek. Yeah, they were not I'm tired not of this. Impressed. I don't believe you. Uh, and okay. so, join what? us. Join no, us. No, 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 no. I no. got more. I got more. I've got stories to read out. Uh, yeah. Hold your roll, Mr. Lee. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to let everybody know that how many posts do we actually have usually? 500? Yeah. Oh, do you know how much oh, their no. official site has? How much is their official site? Just 500 on the show when we're watching it on mass. That post, all over the that world. post yeah. yeah. 900. 
we're not far behind. Really? I know. Wow. So our the actual fans, curse of Oak Island. That's right. That's right. So I just have five really quick gems. Just, just the post. five? Yeah. No. I mean, one-liners that people posted that I thought were freaking hilarious from that page. Okay? We go up like 50 a week. We're going to oh, catch least. them pretty quick. Okay. So people were complaining because this was Oak Island's Jump the Shark episode. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So they also said, so tonight is a recap of all the recaps. They recap on every show. <laughs> to recap, it's a recap of nice, all the recaps. Nice. nice. So uh, number three was finding new ways to show us nothing. <laughs> I have a story on Not For Your Mother that yeah. covers that perfectly. Really? Absolutely. Okay, and so I just have a couple more. Um, they said, I'm sure if they just fire the narrator, that will be more than enough to satisfy the curse. And the final <laughs> one was drop Maddie Blake into 10X and walk away. Maddie Blake was the announcer from last night, the one that we always see doing the, the pre-show. Oh, yeah, yeah, the one yeah, with yeah. the uh, cold sores. It was Chad's birthday last week. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Chad! Many happy returns, and as always, we have the Dr. Chad Peters random fascinating fact of the week. Civu play, Dr. Peters. Oh, so no one is actually as efficient at multitasking as they are doing those tasks separately, and the people who report they're better at doing it tend to actually be worse at multitasking than people who report they're worse at it. You leave this show... With more than you arrive with, I'm hoping the people that are currently watching the show on the video can see our multitasking, because I'm ringing the bell, I'm <laughs> rustling my papers, I'm drinking my drink, and flicking Morris the V's all at the same time. on! We now enter the round that is ghosts and hauntings, and remember, we don't do orbs. Michelle's on two, I'm on two, Heather's on six, and Chad is our runaway leader with a double integer. Tonight of ten, a teenager says... She's set to marry a creepy zombie doll that she's fallen harder for than any of her past boys. It's an ugly doll. Well, it's because the doll can't say no is ultimately where we are. <sighs> Terrible ugly doll. Felicity Cadlec uh... claims that she has an intimate relationship with a young female doll called Kelly, which is covered in fake blood. Second. And has a mangled face. So if you can imagine Courtney Love, you've pretty much got it. Oh. Did you just say that it was a female doll? Absolutely. Named Kelly? Absolutely right. I'm glad someone's paying attention. Scary. Feel free to stop me at any point to tell me the bits I've already read out. I didn't have a problem with that. It's like Oak Island. <laughs> so in the second except episode... To, yeah, except we need to go over the same thing for the next 35 minutes or so. Oh, I could easily do that. <laughs> the 19-year-old who has Kelly's name tattooed on her arm showers the disturbing figure with kisses and dresses her in pink clothes. The doll was gifted to Felicity when she was just 13. After finding it on a creepy doll collection website, Miss Morris. Oh, awesome. Uh, <gasps> and the pair... Oh, your creations can get married. ...are now in love, the teen claims. Felicity from the U.S. state of Massachusetts and not Florida said <laughs> she plans to marry Kelly next month. Again, she can't say no, can she? It's no. good to plan a future. But it wasn't until I was 16 years old that I started to get feelings for her. But it was something that I kept on trying to deny. That sweet, creepy doll love. Oh. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't understand our relationship. Mm. But I'm so confident that I'm in love with Kelly that I've got her name tattooed on my arm. We have a normal, intimate relationship, which oh, is no. progressing 
No. In the normal ways. Oh, God. No, We're going to get married in September. I said she couldn't say no, didn't I? Mm. Despite having owned Kelly for over six years, Felicity claims it took her three years to discover her true feelings for the doll. She said our relationship was on and off since I was 16 because I would tell myself it was wrong and break it off. Well, if you break it off, you can glue it back on again, can't oh, you? God. <laughs> nice, nice. Over the past year, I've really come to terms with my feelings for her, and I know that my love cannot be changed until the next creepy doll comes along. Oh. Creepy doll love or heavens above. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers. With Adrian Lee, I'll give myself four remarkable creepy doll honeymoon marital bed points. Heather Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Well, a lot of people's favorite. The new Ghostbuster director says it'll be a love letter to the original. Nice. We're all supposed... Uh, we're all supposed... No, we're all You're so surprised! <laughs> You're happy, aren't you? You're just happy. You're intoxicated with love over the yeah. fact that Ghostbusters is coming back... It makes you happy, doesn't Everybody it? Everybody is. She's gone cross-eyed. Look at her. One eye <laughs> looking I love it. I love the me, thought of it. One eye looking at me. We're all surprised recently when a teaser trailer was released, which confirmed that a brand new Ghostbusters movie was on the way. Thank freaking God, because the old new one was bad. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, that's going to draw hate mail right there. Yeah. <laughs> but that news created far more questions. Than answers. Yeah, it said it in the article. Yeah, uh-huh. What sort of Ghostbusters movie would we be getting? The fact that the film would be directed by the son of Ivan Reitman, the director of the original, certainly created an impression. And now Jason Reitman promises that the new Ghostbusters will be a love letter to the original film, according to Jason Reitman. This is going to be a love letter to Ghostbusters. I love this franchise. I grew up watching it. I consider myself the first Ghostbusters fan. I was like seven years old when that movie came out, and I love it. I want to make a movie for my fellow Ghostbusters fans. As the son of the man who directed the original Ghostbusters, Jason Reitman certainly has an argument that he is, in fact, the first Ghostbusters fan. He wants to assure the original and other fans that the franchise is in good hands and that the fans will get a movie that reminds them of the original two from the 1980s. You do realize that if they mess this up, we're done. If they mess up this third film... Don't talk to me. There's nowhere to go, and there will never be a Ghostbusters movie ever again in our lifetime. It can be crapping better than the last one. The last one... The director of the last one takes very male-dominated films like The Hangover and turns them into female parodies. So they take The Hangover and they turn it into Bridesmaids. They take James Bond and Paul Feig turns that into a vehicle for McCartney. And McCarthy. McCarthy. McCarthy, yeah. yeah. And makes them very female-centric. If you think about that Ghostbusters film from 2016, there wasn't a single male figure in that film that had any redeemable features. Kevin was an idiot. The mayor... He was a cute idiot. ...was a complete <laughs> ass. Rowan was an ass. Every male character in that film wasn't portrayed in a good light. There's not one redeemable feature by any male character. So, on the back of that, if they go back to making a third Ghostbusters film, my concern is that they're going to say that it's winning 
men we're going back to having all men we're going to go back to having this kind of uh, narrative where there's just men involved and it's a backward step so i'm slightly concerned it's not that a... it's not starting on the right for anyway just it see what i mean it's started on the right man foot so what oh. they need is kate mckinnon because she was hilarious you boys oh it's so true i would agree oh, that if it wasn't boys. for her that film that went that film went from being diabolically bad yeah to ordinary so i do think she uh, pulled that film up by its bootstraps and made it better than it actually was it wasn't ordinary i think it went from diabolically bad to ordinary on the back of the fact that diabolically bad to forgettable well it wasn't a great film was it but many Keep things were done good that's what i'm saying done wrong have you got any more of that story, Miss Morris? I actually do. Appearing on Bill Burr's Monday morning podcast, Reitman admits that he never thought he'd ever direct a Ghostbusters film. He's better known for more independent movies, such as the breakout hit Juno. Have to admit, never seen it. However, oh. he says he's also been playing with the idea of a Ghostbusters movie for years, which led him to his and his writing partner to finally sit down and pen a script. And what actually happened is... They thought they'd go, they'd have to go through a lot of rewrites. And once they pitched it to the studio, the studio says, no, we love it. Go with it. And so they got the green light. They're actually filming the new Ghostbusters this summer. And it scares to, me. It scares me. To have it out If they mess this 2020. up, not in my lifetime will there ever be another one. It's scary. I, I love his ambition. As an example... Of yes, just... all the people that showed ambition are hanging off of Everest at the moment as skeletons on ropes. The people <laughs> that didn't show ambition are still sat here watching the TV in nachos. Really? You're yes, going to go there? Absolutely. Well, as an example of just how true the original new Ghostbusters is going to Chad be... Chad liked that one. No, you like that. I, I That's good. That yeah, one, yeah. Jason Reitman explained that... In the teaser that was released, which we I think uh, at least half of us have seen, the words summer 2020 were created using the original vinyl lettering created for the original Ghostbusters poster. And all of the sound effects came from the original movie's sound files. If you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. Nice. I shall give you Ooh. some points for being informative, Maurice. You're currently up to an eight ectoplasm symmetrical rounded green glowing ghost can't say fairer than that can i michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings hundreds of spooky witch marks have been discovered in a cave once believed to lead to hell it's not detroit again is it <laughs> <laughs> the eerie etchings were carved into the stone walls of craigswell crags near sherwood forest nottinghamshire the supposed home of robin hood Oh, that's an actual thing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, that really exists. Yeah. Experts believe the newly found symbols are the largest collection of its kind found anywhere in the UK. Witch marks are thought to have been made to ward off evil spirits rising up from the shadowy underworld beneath the caves. The chilling discovery was made by Ed Walters and Haley Clark from Subterranea Britannica Society, which studies and investigates underground places across the country troglodytes in caves with a flashlight i've done lots of paranormal investigations in caves the chiselhurst caves spring to mind in ken they had druids down there sacrificing people back in the day if you get lost down there without a map you've got problems they'll never see you again Ooh. people have stayed in there overnight and they've come back in the morning and they've gone mad 
100% true. If you break gas in there, it reverberates for like a week. Jeez. You can hear it echoing around every corridor. It's incredible. Good times. They were carrying out a cave tour when they suddenly noticed the extremely wear markings on the wall. It is believed that the sheer amount of markings and the variance between them is unprecedented in Britain. John <laughs> Charlesworth, who was leading the, the tour when the symbols were found, said, These witches' marks are in plain sight all the time. Being present at the moment, their true significance was revealed. We'll stay with me forever. This remarkable place continues to give up its secrets. Some of the most common markings show a double V. I can show you a double V right now. Ooh, Straight so off the can bat, I. I can give you double V. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> and that's thought to be a reference to Mary, the Virgin of Virgins. Marking shows PM also reference the Mother of Christ, meaning Pace Maria. Other figures are thought to be devices for trapping evil spirits, including mazes and boxes and diagonal lines. Experts say the marks appear to have been added over time and could indicate a desire to strengthen protection against the underworld. This may have been a response to such evils as death, unexpected sickness, or poor crops in the surrounding area. You can go into old buildings. They have found little bottles wedged up fireplaces and mm -hmm. under floorboards that contain fingernails and wee-wee and little spells to ward off evil spirits coming into the house through the fireplace, through the threshold. Mm -hmm. Do you remember we did a show where we talked about having good luck by carrying your bride over the mm -hmm. threshold? They genuinely believed back in the day that spirits of an evil nature would come knocking on your door. When I do a house clearing, and I've done this with various pastors in the past, you clear the house, and then you anoint all the door frames and all of mm -hmm. the windows in the fireplace with holy water, with anointing oil, to keep the spirits from coming back in again. You can see them walking around the yard, trying to get back in. I'm going to squeeze in a very quick story in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology, and by Jove, I need the points. NASA is looking for jokers to become astronauts. <gasps> nice. In order to keep morale high on long journeys to Mars, shall I volunteer the MQTA team? Yes, please, oh, I'll go. Game on. We're going to go to that. Astronauts have traditionally been serious, sensible types with the right stuff who can be trusted to fly equipment worth billions of pounds. I thought they were risk-taking rocket jockeys, but what do I know? Any mission to Mars will need a joker or a class clown to be successful, according to NASA Research. Guess which one gets shot on the first time around on a three-year mission to Mars, right? It's the you. gobby one who's playing practical jokes. <laughs> going to be left behind in the airlock. Going to yep. be left on the surface. You're sat there getting your soil samples, eating a cheese sandwich. The rocket's going off in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> be back in six years. A sense of humour will be vital for any team to keep morale high on a two-year trip to Mars, which could happen in 2030. What they're describing here is actually a personality. A lot of the astronauts have gone through so many psychometric tests that they're actually just wallpaper, aren't they? What they're asking for here is a personality and a character, isn't it, you would think? That would be the way to go. The Joker role will be tested in NASA's group mission simulations, uh, simulations where they, like, put together plays where you can show you're funny. Here's an incident. Someone's trousers have fallen off. Make a joke. <laughs> Jeffrey Johnson. Yeah, I got through astronaut school by making practical jokes. It was just like improv comedy. <laughs> Professor Johnson has said groups work best when they have somebody who takes on the role of the class clown. These are the people that have the ability to pull everyone together, bridge gaps when tensions appear, and boost morale. So cocking around with trick dog mess. Um... 
thinking friends is funny would be another one and only mm. in a disney time more than qualifies you for that position we can all think of the person at work who fulfills this role who makes us laugh and makes the job more enjoyable people like being around them so obviously no one around this table right now i'm going to give you an absolute slew of points right now if you can tell me the worst things to say in the first 10 minutes of a three-year mission to mars i'll get your ball rolling i'm known as quite a joker i banged your wife i forgot my razor i believe that's methane sulfide gas i've always suffered with smelly feet i don't believe in deodorant let me bring the love of Jesus into your life. I have some leaflets. I tend to sleep float, not just sleep walk. You forgot the Beano. I love English folk music, and I've brought some cassettes with me. I need more Beano than I brought. I brought the entire box set of Friends with me. Did you bring the toilet paper? Space food always makes me gassy. I love polka music. <laughs> I always thought you were the most attractive astronaut in astronaut school. Emodium. <laughs> Where and is it? Relax. <laughs> wow. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. This is the round we cannot read out on air for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine if your mother is of a nervous disposition. If you have small minors in the room they need to be removed you midgets. have been warned i'm sure midgets can listen to the stories if they wish to i love them well if it's an impressionable midget then obviously that would be considered squishy midget a young one a young midget you can get child midgets of course squishy you're obsessed with small people yeah did you have like a rough experience watching snow white when you were a kid did you have some sort of trauma by watching the, the wizard of oz oh i didn't like them no the, no the lollipop kids kind of freak me out that is a little strange <laughs> yeah the point remains that you have now found us somewhere on the internet so thank you for looking for us thank you for coming to find us we appreciate that why not cut and paste the links to our show tell the whole wide world that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world and we have the cameras in the studio again hello tonight. so you need to spend your dollar and go to patreon to listen in fact, you're on Patreon now because you've paid your mm-hmm. dollar and you're listening to yeah, the show. Yeah. Good job, you. Unless in case you're on SoundCloud and you're getting it for free, you tight people. Spend your money. <laughs> Spend your money. We've got groceries to buy. And... We just had to buy two video cameras that yes. are yet to get here well, from Amazon. Someone ridiculously told the viewers that if we broke a hundred dollar mark, we'd film the show. Happen. Well, now we have to buy cameras. <laughs> if you have any other ideas, be sure to run and pass me first, won't you? I was thinking about retiring. If we reach a thousand dollars an episode, that's a lump. (laughs) Wow! I didn't think we'd get a hundred. Put it out there. Miss Morris has put the intention out there. She's going to retire if we reach a thousand dollars on Patreon. We might do it. So am I. (laughs) This thousand dollars is going to go a long way, isn't it? We'll stretch it. We're used to it. Talking of stretching, last week a woman revealed her shock after discovering her husband's micro penis. During their honeymoon. Oh, did she really? Did she really discover it? (laughs) Yes. Apparently, they didn't practice the physical arts. He thought it was a good idea. Apparently, they shouldn't do anything before the marriage. But I can't think why that would be. All he had was a nub, a mushroom cap. He just had a little nubbins, (laughs) a button mushroom of love. 
I think I know his name. Don't don't get political. <laughs> she posted her dilemma on Reddit's I am the a-hole forum, detailing everything about her husband's manhood. The bride opened up about their relationship and how the couple waited to seal the deal on their wedding night. See, he agreed to that rather readily. But she felt she had been lied to, so decided to share the story on Reddit to get advice. And now after finding the post online, the husband is threatening to divorce and sue her. So that all ended very well for everybody. Mm, yes. The wife shared an update online explaining that he saw the post after it went viral when someone shared it on Facebook. Really? She wrote, my husband saw my post and says he wants to leave me and sue me. Says he wants an annulment and is considering suing me for defamation of character. Mm. He says it's only a matter of time before someone leaks his name. He saw the post <laughs> through an old friend. I know his name. Who knew? <laughs> he had a micropenis and saw on Facebook that he'd just gotten married. The wife revealed that she finally confronted him about his micropenis and asked why he didn't tell her. Well, there's nothing to tell, is there? That well, must be. Well, ex- there's a little bit. Smaller, it's a no. small amount. Won't take long. This will be the best speech <laughs> you've ever had. I'll be quick. <laughs> Is that a marble in your pocket? Cruel <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. world in which we live in, ladies and gentlemen. I confronted him last week about intentionally keeping this from me, and he said he was sure I would leave him if I knew about the size prior to the wedding. She added. Mm. There you go. What would you do, ladies? What would you do on your wedding night? You're there. You've had a few drinks. You're taking your wedding dress off. You put some candles on. There's rose petals everywhere. You can still hear the sounds of Agadu and the birdie song playing distantly in the background as you're about to constipate your marriage. You turn the lights on and there you have little inchworm, little little button mushroom of love. Would that be disappointing for you? Would that be a... Thing that a you'd deal be on, breaker? What, on your wedding night? Uh, well, I've been doing it myself for years. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't have to bring I that could, up on air. I could officially finish myself off. So you're saying you just got married to the man with the smallest twig and berries, but you don't it care. depended on how much I loved him, maybe. Mm. Maybe. Is that what it's down to, Michelle? Yeah. Wow. I'd say just go to sleep. You're not going to feel anything anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we can try that out, Chad. I'm sure that can happen. We can arrange that for you. Next time we're down at the docks, I can make that happen for you. All right. Well, I'm falling asleep. You do what you want. (gasps) (gasps) Just just drink this. You'll be fine. God, never say that, Chad. (laughs) She said... I wanted to talk before the wedding. He wanted to talk before the wedding, but feared it would get called off because of his micropenis and said if both families found out and gossiped about it, he would be crushed. So small and crushed, unfortunately. Yeah, that's us. I was going to say disgusting. It's just sad. It's sad. sad. I'm amazed that his wife wanted to announce that. I can't believe he lied to her, though. I can't believe. You can see why he'd be enthusiastic about not wanting to out himself, perhaps. I mean, you, see, you bring up size, don't you, when you're dating, at least, if you don't sleep together? I don't think that's a conversation that's going to come up, is it? What, you're would, in the cinema? It I would, would test drive the car. It would. Yeah, that's probably the way to do it. There's nothing better than that new car smell, is You there? have to know that 
it will come up accidentally at some point, and you should <laughs> right. be able to notice it. Do you know yeah. those little party mini Mars bars that you get? Do you know the party selection, fun size? That's what, what I'm thinking. That's oh, what I'm I going. was thinking you were talking about one of those wee <laughs> <laughs> little horns that roll out party like a whistle, freaking tongue. Yeah. I can't think what they're called off the top of my head. I don't know what they're called. The yes, yes, that's the party whistle. A streamer. A streamer? Is no. it a streamer? If you blow it, does a it streamer? make noise? A streamer. Who's <laughs> calling the New Year's Eve whistle? Yeah. I like a streamer. Michelle prefers a sweater. I do. I like a moaner. Mm. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, there was hilarious footage that captured the moment a sex toy appeared on a baggage carousel. <laughs> <laughs> going around at was an, it running i believe so at an airport in germany nice amused tourists are seen pointing and laughing at the phallic object as it wobbles on the conveyor belt <laughs> someone's got to claim that you know like that. an yeah. inchworm <laughs> everyone's watching to yeah. see who claims who is it who is it stepping forward to kind of you know would you for a joke? Hell yeah. Yeah. It'd be awesome. <laughs> like, That's mine. Hey! I'm grabbing it. <laughs> and then just wait wow. for the real person to come up to you. I'd say I've got to wait totally. for the other three to come through <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> Hit me. This one's named Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's long and hard that a German woman gets on her wedding night? A name. A last name. <laughs> Happy days. Nice. I love this show. It makes its debut ahead of the rest of the luggage with no one claiming the adult toy. You said ahead. Yeah, I did. <laughs> the video was uploaded to a video sharing platform, Live Leak. Oh, nice. you're welcome. And has been so far viewed over 1,500 times. One viewer posted, all of the men step back a little. Looks like someone was going through bags for treasure and found it. Another user named Cockney Geezer, 1960. Nice. Cockney Geezer. Go blimey, wow. Mary Poppins. Does that mean like an old Cockney person? Well, a or geezer's that just was a like bloke. A, a man, yeah. A geezer's a fella. It's like Cockney fella, Cockney bloke. Cockney Geezer. Go like blimey. Like you. Yeah, yeah, I'm a Cockney Geezer, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Or how it... no one is claiming it. <laughs> wow! Nailed the cockney accent there. Nice. While a third person commented, "Ha ha! One of the cabin crew will claim it." The 42-second video was filmed in Germany, but the airport has not been named. <laughs> Why? Mystery. <laughs> German Willy. Oh, don't be so silly. Go to our Facebook site. You can see the story for yourself in glorious Technicolor, complete. With a video, the reason they've not shown you the airport, of course, is because people are now be fearful of taking things through the luggage of that airport, thinking they're going to get rifled through. Everything's going to be turned out, isn't it? It makes you wonder what else is coming down the carousel at that point. Handcuffs, chocolate syrup, ball gags, couple of midgets, <laughs> butt plug, a donkey called Pedro. Anything's now possible. <laughs> butt beads. <laughs> butt beads. She's come out of <laughs> If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, I think you can have. But Beads was one of the greatest comedians of the 1940s. It's But Beads and Perineum. Perineum, he was the straight man. Oh my. Really? Wow. Yeah. You've got to love music, Paul Axe. Have another drink. Keep going. Happy days. 
Mrs. Hinchcliffe hilariously recommended bum oil to her 1.8 million fans, not realising what it was. The pregnant cleaning queen, real name Sophie Hinchcliffe, suggested people pick up Waleda Perineum Massage Oil, which you can get in the pharmacy of Boots for a resplendent cost of £9.95. Is that your taint? It is indeed well spotted. In an Instagram story, good times, I didn't know you did anatomy. In an Instagram story, the 28-year-old from Essex, my county, hurrah, told her fans she planned to use it, saying, I'll give this one a go, seemingly not realising that the perineum separates the anus from the Geneva. (laughs) Because we can't use those terms. She was left red-faced. Uh, after then googling the writing on the bottle she went and looked it up oh that's i think I- i'll google when that, i get home that's an image search can you imagine typing in perineum and doing an image don't don't do that oh <gasps> oh boy no no oh. in her first message she told her fans i've got a little collection of oils and creams going on i've been giving bump a little massage these are all different skin and stretch mark creams i've been told these are really good for your skin this is my collection i've got so far then she picks up the perineum cream. I might give this one a go tonight. It increases skin elasticity. <laughs> I might give you a bottle of that for Saturday night, Michelle. You going? Sure. Does it like deaden <laughs> the area? I think it loosens the skin up a little bit. It Why? It. Why do you want it looser for? Because gonna... when you're giving birth, you want the biggest channel I'm possible. I'm gonna numb the area. Num 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 num. I love this show. <laughs> Is it flavored? <laughs> it tastes of perineum. Apparently. Oh, mm. strawberry. Freshly, freshly squeezed perineum. She subsequently admitted her error. I've just realized what it is, she laughs. I didn't realize what the word was, but I've just put it into Google. She just lost three hours of her life. Oh. Showing her husband, she asked, where do you think this goes? He looked and said, Downstairs. <laughs> and he's not talking about the cellar. Apples right. and pears. God. That goes downstairs, sweetheart. <laughs> to which she replied, I know. I was just testing you. I was going to spread it all over my stomach. The oil is typically used to improve skin elasticity in your nether regions before giving birth. Stretchy skin or I'm just going in. You decide. Go wow. to our Facebook site. Wow. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, you have the final story of the evening in the round that we call not for your mother. Well, if you've been on YouTube recently, you may have stumbled across something known as ASMR, or how I like to say it, asthma. You're getting asthma. Your, your ass not right. breathing properly because of the allergies. I don't know. I read the story and I kept on saying asthma. So totally. we're like going to call it asthma from now on. The letters stand for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And the phenomenon sees people make videos featuring certain sounds and movements that can create a pleasurable tingling sensation. That's not tingling. Nothing like having Cookie Monster in 
the old cookie jar. Me love cookies. C is for cookie. Cookie, cookie. These videos are often used to help viewers fall asleep. I bet. Or relax during a particularly stressful time. Jumping on board the success of these videos, men's grooming brand Lynx have created a strange range of asthma tutorials. <laughs> I love that word. Uh, to help men take care of their bodies and hundreds. Yeah, just hundreds that of many. people. <laughs> yep. Have been already giving them a watch. These asthma shave tutorials or shave tutorials. They're shaving. Specifically focus on three areas of the male form. So the what chest, three areas? Oh, chesticles? Look the legs. Oh, my. And the balls. Ass. Oh, okay. The balls. <laughs> we Good don't want to get into the sack crack and ring with Adrian right now, but what yeah, a night that was! Oh, the quirky oh, videos. They're my attorneys, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Sack crack and ring. How may we help you? I need to sue my neighbour. They've got a large erection in the garden. It's blocking my light. <laughs> Great. The quirky videos are intended to explore the sensory experience of body hair removal with a oh. healthy dose of humour, like we inject a lot <laughs> of. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> this series... More than the average paranormal TV radio show. <laughs> Far and away. This series sees the host Matthew dressed in a white robe before stripping down and taking people through the process of shaving various a areas. Adrian's. <laughs> shaving various. <laughs> We've got five Adrians lined up tonight. We're going to shave each Which one, one? in two. Draw number. Quality. Yeah. <laughs> Who's not going to watch that? That's quality television. <laughs> Using brands two-in-one shower foam. Yeah, I know. Microphones are set up around the bathroom to capture all of the sounds made, including whispers. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go through some tough, tough grasslands. I'm doing it. Some tapping. Yeah, some tapping, some squeaking. You're there. Foam, You're there, Uncle Arthur. Give foam me a sign. being squirted from a can, soap suds, and water running. In one video, Matthew uses a pair of coconuts to demonstrate how to shave your bean bag. I've got a lovely bag of coconuts. The trouble with shaving your bean bag is that a couple of days later, it's like having a cactus in your knickers. That's the problem. Yeah, that's dangerous. Right, we, I don't know anything about that. I don't know anything. He instructs, depending on the fluffiness of your nut wig. <laughs> oh, that's phenomenal. Come on. That's a Tina Turner song. Nut wigs. Nut wig Isn't that the forest where Rupert the Bear lives? Nutwig? And they call it Nutwig. <laughs> well, he says you may wish to trim it before you get started. Good idea. <sighs> nutwig. 
Then he says, these are some balls that I trimmed earlier. Aren't they lovely? <laughs> Breathtaking. <laughs> it's a nice bit of shrubbery. <laughs> Hang on. It looks like Winston Churchill being pensive. <laughs> then he goes on to say, pull gently on the bottom of your man sack so that everything is nice and taut. Take a clean shower <gasps> razor. Not one you would use on your face, because God knows you don't want the ball hair. Ball hair! I said you got a ball Ball hair! Ball hair. (laughs) Arg. I'm losing my grip on the day, I have to say. He adds, you've got to be very slow and gentle. You don't want to risk future generations, duh. Links claim their playful new campaign is designed to appeal to both young and modern men seeking grooming advice and fans of asthma. Mm-hmm. Claire Flynn. It's funnier now. It's funnier now than when you started calling it asthma. Now, now you've got context. It's not funnier, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Claire yeah. Flynn, skin cleansing brand specialist at Links, explained asthma is a huge trend at the moment with many people finding it relaxing and calming to watch people shave their ball hair it's relaxing so there's relaxing yeah. videos on youtube of yeah. people shaving their balls yeah what happened to two kittens playing in a bucket i don't or... want to shave them no pottery two wheels. kittens in a bucket goldfish but, uh... fire look fire roaring look fire oh give you a log fire there's been an increase in men looking for tips on grooming so we've created a series of light-hearted shower and shave tutorials it's probably everybody that's gotten over that kind of duck just, dynasty just thing just don't go sideways is my advice oh. up and down only yeah yeah don't do it we hope that guys will find them useful whilst giving them the confidence to feel great Mm, perfect there we go what a fabulous way to end you've been watching more questions than answers with adrian lee michelle corrie chad peters and sat in the corner hiding away miss morris i hope you appreciate the video that we're making for you tonight and uh, donate obviously tell your friends and family and uh welcome on board for the show we promised we'd video it and here we are so i'll see you in the same place same time next week well all good things come to an end so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the k2 meter and the dead batteries michelle who scored a rather miserable it hasn't got off the launch pad for she's winning a night on oak island with a hippie and a cheese sandwich and a large brown pipe I guess it can always get worse. In third place is myself. I managed to score six tonight. I get a surprise wedding with a creepy doll called Kelly, a tube of glue and a tattoo gun. I thought you did that already. In second place, it's like deja vu all over again. (laughs) In second place tonight, Chad has scored himself a rather fabulous resplendent 10 Downing Street. He gets a shot at directing the new Ghostbusters film, and what can possibly go wrong? I have a bucket of ectoplasm he can use for that, but tonight's <laughs> runaway winner with 11 <gasps> points, stealing runaway. first place, and the $33,000 IR camera is Miss Morris. She gets a ticket on a Mars mission with her mother, 
And oh no! The national. <laughs> I'll take last place. Congratulations, Society, and she'll be pleased no. to know her mother's decided to take up the violin. I for give it away. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show. Feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with. Adrian Lee, remember if you jump over to Patreon now, search for more questions and answers. That's MQTA Radio on Patreon.com. If you donate a single dollar, you can now watch tonight's show, and we'll get that up there for you. You can see us messing around in the background. You've been listening to more questions and answers, the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. With your host, Adrian Lee, we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment. We are the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Tom Drainer, Michelle Corey, and Chad Peters, and all of the International Paranormal Society at inparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and Ufon of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening, and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. Thank you.